Click. Click. And we're live. Hey, welcome everyone. Bothead. Coolest podcast ever, coolest theme song ever. You know it. I gotta let this rock for a second. Yeah, dude, let it let it roll. They've only ever heard like the first twenty seconds of it. Yeah, you can like, hear more than that. Except for the people who go follow me on SoundCloud. There you can listen to the whole thing. The whole thing. It's dirty. It's dirty. It's dirty, Devin. It's, it's We're getting dirty. down and dirty today. Getting down and dirty. This is the down and dirty episode. Welcome exactly. in. It is the down and dirty episode. <laughs> episode seven. We're not playing around anymore. We nope. were playing around. Yeah. At the beginning. We were playing around. Yeah. But, you know, there's always a time where you just got to mature a little bit. The boys become men. They stop messing around. They stop playing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you work with any interesting artists this week? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Tons. I worked with a country singer. Oh, nice. I worked with a gal who plays piano who makes meditation music. Meditation music? Yeah. So we recorded like this nine-minute soundscape pretty much with just like some light piano in the background and uh added some violins and some pads and stuff and also like some loons which is like a type of bird from Canada that she really likes and so <laughs> nice. it, it turned out to be like nine and a half minutes and I actually found a good spot to crossfade it and looped it mm. a few times and sent her an hour-long version as well yeah so that's legit yeah and then after that I worked with a rapper and well, two rappers, they were in a group together, and maybe I'll end up talking about that during the music segment. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've been doing this like I mentioned it last time, last week that I'm doing that squat, 14 day squat challenge. Oh yeah, <clears throat> um, working on trying to get up to. A sn- being able to do a snatch, you know, snatch. so trying to get more upright in the squat. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I always thought of myself as having pretty good mobility, especially in the squat, you know, um, being able to get down, you know, ass to grass and, um, Whew. just, uh, yeah. So, and just being able to, and load it up pretty heavy too and stand up. So, uh, but How much can you squat, See, um, two twenty five. Two twenty five for a few reps. I'm not. Yeah, so it's it's not bad. Big boy, know, get some getting four plates up there. Once you I get can, four plates on that bar, man, you you start to feel like you're not playing around. You're not playing around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you become a man. Yeah. Um. So, but. I'm finding that my torso comes forward way too much in the bottom of my squat, right? And that usually comes from uh, limiting uh, range of motion in the ankles mm. and hips. So I've been really, and for me, it's it's really the the my ankles that have been the limiting factor to my squat for so long. Mm. <clears throat> Just because uh, I I wear I was wearing boots all the time. Yeah, you're probably going to notice a lot of changes now that you're not doing lighting 24/7, huh? Yeah, exactly, cuz if you you walk around all day with these sh- shoes on, right? Like boots, especially I had the, the high top ones too that would come up up your ankle a little ways. Yeah. And that just makes it so that you have no very little to no movement and it's it's designed that way so you don't roll your ankles and stuff, you know, cuz they're yeah. they're basically like combat boots, right? Um and so just giving you that support, but at the same time, it gives you the support. You don't hurt yourself, 
but it totally locks up all the musculature in there. So now I'm having to really fight against that. Plus all boots, they have a heel on them usually. So you're kind of constantly in the heel elevated position. And then when you're standing on a ladder all day, you're trying to use your toes to, to support, your, to support weight. your weight. So you're, and you don't let your ankles drop down. So you're basically just doing a half rep isometric he, uh, calf raise mm. yeah. while you're sitting there on a ladder trying to change lights. So, um, but you're not going to be doing that anymore. No, I'm done. Thursday was my last day. Thursday. So I'm, I'm pretty fired up about that. All right. <laughs> Thank, you. Applause for Thank you. Um, no yeah. more lighting. No more lighting for me. God, that's got to feel good. Yeah. It feels really good being able to focus more on my business, be able to, uh, you know, spend, um, every day of the week training people mm. and figuring out the whole marketing thing and putting together p- those plans and just solidifying, doing all the things that I knew I should have been doing, but just never got around to. So mm. it's good. Just having more time. So pretty right excited there. So more time, less back pain. Yeah. Less back pain, loose, <laughs> loose ankles, be able to snatch. Um, yeah. So yeah, dude, getting the business going. So you're still just kind of just trying to get as many clients as possible. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to shoot for, well, who really knows what the fitness industry is going to look like. Yeah. In a few weeks here. Yeah. After this. Cause right now big box gyms are never going to be the same. Yeah. Um, whether you think that, that that's the correct way to handle it or not, you know, that's just, it's just the way the day is. People aren't going to, people aren't going to, you know, it's going to be like, I don't know. Some people are talking like, it depends on who you talk to right now. Mm. Um, you know, cause each state has its own like way that they govern it. And, um, you know, um, so yeah. So then, so some gyms are like, yeah, it hasn't changed at all. Mm. And then some other gyms you go back and it's like, Oh yeah. It's completely different. You know, they have to close down every hour to clean everything. Yeah. And, um, they can only have like a third of who, what they had previously Damn. in there. So all the business models that were based on packing as many people in one building as possible. Mm. And that's, and then, then hoping they don't show up. So they keep paying that dues over and over again. Mm. Um, <laughs> that that business model's gone. Dang. So, but now is the age of I think the personal trainer, the boutique kind of more small uh, gyms where it's trainer and client. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much it. So, or online buying yeah. packages. Lots of people are going and buying online or buying equipment online. You know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think. Um you know, we're going to see a lot of places opening back up here pretty soon. Yeah. Sounds like they're finding ways to get people back to work and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, a lot of people are going into phase two now. What do you think? What do you mean? Because we're opening up in phases, right? I don't know how closely you've been paying attention. I haven't really. I don't know why <laughs> I, I even know this stuff, but... <laughs> They're they're gonna be opening up in phases. So we're we're still Vancouver's still in phase one. Um because we were about ready to go into phase two. And then a, a plant found like like a plant in Fruit Valley, you know that Frito Lay place? Yeah. They had a bunch of confirmed cases down there. Dang. Nobody was symptomatic. They just all test positive for yeah. it. Yeah. And um so that set us way back. Dang. Um but yeah, I think Portland is in phase two, Oregon, I think. Don't quote me on that. But a lot of a lot of places are going into phase two. Hmm. Um, the place that I'm training out of currently, um, it can, won't be able to open until phase two. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Well, yeah. Like I said, I haven't been following the news too closely. But one thing I did see come up that... I think, you know, a lot of people probably want to hear us talk about is uh, the black guy just got murdered by the police officer. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. 
it's what this whole big thing. I, he wasn't struggling. He wasn't resisting. Mm. He wasn't even the suspect, I don't think. And yeah. this police officer killed him. What? And there's a video of it online. And I haven't even watched the video, but I've seen tons like it. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me that this happened. It does irk me. It does piss me off quite a bit. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> you haven't had quite the best track record with cops either. No, dude. <laughs> I mean, you didn't get arrested or nothing. It's all been speeding tickets, but they targeted you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt discriminated yeah. against for just for being a young guy with a with a backwards hat on. But, you know, some of those stories I told about getting tickets didn't quite go the way that I told them. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> embellished a little bit. In fact... There's one that we should, I should tell this story. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I just want to first send my condolences to that man. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, they got murdered by the police oh, officers. Yeah. And I just pray and hope that, you know, we put some things in place very soon here that's going to, you know, take some power away from the police and give it back to the people. Um, and that's probably as, as much as we want to dig into topics like that on this podcast. But, <laughs> but yeah, so there was this girl named Haley that I was hooking up with for a while Yeah, when I was 17. And it was right after I got my Miata. And she came into Subway where I was working. And she thought my car was cool. So we were talking about that. And then she left her number on my car. And <laughs> she came in when I was closing one time. And we were going to go hang out after after work. And uh, I had already gotten two tickets at this point. Mm -hmm. And I just I just wanted to show off. I was tearing around in the parking lot with her. Okay. And when I left that parking lot, I blew the stop sign. Yeah. And that's when the cop pulled me over. And I told him, I said, if you give me another ticket, I'm going to get my license suspended. He's like, well, you should have thought of that before you ran that stop sign. And I don't think the cop saw me tearing around. No. I think he just saw me blast past the stop sign. Okay. So I was hoping that he would, you know, not give me a ticket because of yeah. that. But I don't know. Yeah, I was I I drove reckless. I think I don't know if I deserved to get my license suspended for six months, but you know, I was I probably shouldn't have got it when I was sixteen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's funny, dude. So that's what I was doing. I was I was trying to impress that girl. Yeah, that's that's the part of the story I didn't hear about. Yeah, no, couldn't, <laughs> I didn't know there was mom a girl involved. <laughs> couldn't tell mom and dad about that one. Yeah, but yeah, I I didn't treat that girl well. Uh -huh. I I I was I was young and dumb, and uh, I've apologized and everything. We're friends now, and you know it's kind of cool to to be able to move on yeah. from something like that with somebody and just remain friends and not make it weird. Right. You know, my girlfriend's never weird about that stuff. You know, if I tell her, you know, there's this girl that, you know, I used to hook up with and she wants to be friends now. It's like, obviously, I'm not going to go see that girl every week. But, right. you know, if, if she's going out to a bar, you know, I might bring Ashley and go have a good time. And she doesn't bite. You know, I brought her in the studio with this uh, this other gal that was doing the meditation music. And she was all done up in her artist get up and everything. She looked really beautiful. And. Ashley's just confident. She just trusts yeah. me, you know? That's great. It's really, it's really nice. That's it's good. really good that's, to have a girl like that. Yeah, that's not always easy to find. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, that, takes, that would put a lot of stress on the relationship. Constantly thinking like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if, if, you know, this happens or, you know, so that's yeah. always good. I've dated plenty of girls like that. You don't need that in your life. Nah. Nah, dude. Not you know, and the girls don't need that in their life. You know, that, that act like that, that think they have to yeah. chase their man around and tell him what to do and <laughs> tell him who he can and can't hang out with. Like, the less you trust your man, the more he's going to go screw around. Yeah. You know, the more faith you put in him, the more, you know, confidence that he will feel from you and and the, the more he'll try to, to, to you know, remain faithful. Mm. That's but good. You need a woman to freaking encourage you and build you up right you know because guys don't talk about 
what goes on in their head too much as much as girls do. But, you know, we think a lot during the day. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to, you know, tame some of those thoughts. And when you have a girl that's making it worse, it's like, <laughs> you just don't need that. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, um, that's good. Well, we've got some questions here nice. for the both of us. Okay. Some more general questions, non-fitness related, non-music related. What is your biggest regret? <laughs> um, Do you want me to answer first? Yeah, go for it. I don't. What is my biggest regret? Um, I think just, the, well, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, that, that I didn't do this podcast sooner, that I didn't do social media sooner, that I didn't jump on that wave sooner, you know, because Facebook ads are losing value now, you know, just like Google ads did, you know, and, and, and Gary V talks about this, how he's, this stuff is losing steam. It's, it's oversaturated now because Facebook ads have been around for a long time. When Google ads came out, that was the best thing for everybody. Mm. And then everybody put Google ads on their website and then Google started paying them out less. Yeah. You know, they're like, Oh, we've got a million people doing this now. We can drastically increase our profit by just paying out a little bit less to our, you know, the people who have ads. And so then Facebook ads came out and then everybody started putting money in those. They were really cheap and they got you lots of clicks, lots of views, lots of likes. But you know, now everybody's doing it. So now Facebook isn't giving as much value to those people. They want more profit. No. Now that they got a system that works, you know, they're going to start benefiting from it. And then, you know, Gary Vee had like three people ask him. And that was how he answered the question was Facebook ads, Facebook ads, Facebook ads. And you better go quick because they're, they don't work like they used to. And somebody answered, well, what if I'm too late? You know, what if I can't do Facebook ads anymore because they're too oversaturated? What are we going to do next? And Gary Vee just goes, I don't know. We're entrepreneurs. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so what, what kind of advice did you give to yourself, you know, if you were, if you could talk to that Austin? Stop caring what people think. Yeah. People are going to criticize you no matter what. People are going to scream and yell and, and point out your shortcomings and tell you what you should be doing differently and not do shit for themselves. You know, people just want to, want to be involved. They want to tell you how to how to work and, and and that really gets to me sometimes and you know now that I'm putting all these videos out it's like you know I just don't really care anymore yeah and I feel myself growing a lot you know um, I tend to kind of flip things upside down you know if if I'm not getting enough people watching my videos then I'll go invest a hundred dollars make 17 changes on how, you know, my clicks are funneled and, and, and kind of just go the opposite way in anything yeah. that's not working. But I'm finding that, you know, this, this, this way that I'm growing lately where I need to speak up more and um, not sugarcoat things as much, you know, it's, I don't, I don't want to flip it upside down and go completely haywire and start being an asshole to everybody. But I also don't want to get walked all over anymore. Right. I also want to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, I think my biggest um, regret, I hate to say biggest because it makes it seem like this is the worst thing that's ever happened. But, you know, anyways, yeah. the one thing that, so, because I have lots of regrets, but one of the main regrets, I guess, that I'm, I'm dealing with is um, just kind of this idea of uh, it, it sounds weird because um, I've always been quiet and always seemed very humble and very just um, you know I don't go, know go with the flow yeah go with the flow um, but I was I was prideful in a different way in the fact that I needed to be able to figure out everything myself. I needed to figure out all my issues. I needed to be able to be the guy who figures out how to get over 
whatever, you know, don't ask for help. Just don't, um, you know, drag other people into your life and, you know, burden them with all your issues and stuff, you know, just figure it out by yourself, you know, and, um, I should be able to figure this out myself, you know? So one of the things that I, my biggest regret is not asking for help more, uh, early on. Mm. And, um, because now I'm finding that a lot of those things that I thought I could deal with and thought I could, um, you know, overcome, overcome, yeah, by myself. Um, I, I, I'm still dealing with them today Mm. and trying to, you know, and it's affecting my life Mm. today, you know, and now when I'm 27 years old, I'm now just trying to figure out, I mean, finally getting around to fixing that, these fixing these things and, you know, working on myself. So just, you know, I I think that would be the biggest thing is just one of my biggest regrets is just not asking for help sooner, Mm. you know? So, yeah, well, you know, I think we all have shortcomings. We all have things that we struggle with. We all have weaknesses. Um, and it's hard not to to beat yourself up for it, especially guys like me and you who are wide open and we're willing to talk about our shortcomings on camera. And, you know, some people just pretend like they don't have things that right. they worry about. And, you know, sometimes they lie to themselves they say, no, I already figured that out. I already got that handled. I don't need to open that box again. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Right. And then, so, they, so then they start pushing the people around them away. And, you know, because they have all these things that they need to work on and they're bleeding all over everybody. That's the term that I use is when you have things that you need to work on. Like, for example, when I broke up with my ex or when my ex broke up with me, she told me, you are an asshole and you need to learn how to treat women with respect and you need to put your ego away. Huh. And she didn't say it in those words, but, and she didn't actually say it when she broke up with me, but she told me later. Told you later. Okay. And that was really eye opening for me. I was like, wow, you're right. You know, I have some things I need to work on. And so I spent a long time just sort of distancing myself from women and and people that I wanted to date. And I just started just working on myself, you know, and, and I've got a, I've got a way better handle on my anger now. You know, I still blow up sometimes, but Ashley has grace with me, you know, and, you know, I haven't blown up like at her directly, but sometimes I just vent and I get out of control and, and she tells me you're fine. You know, I'll sit here and listen to you, but I know in my heart that I don't want to be that kind of guy. Yeah. So I have to work on it every day. And you don't beat yourself up for not being able to shift and make that change in one day. No. Yeah. You definitely got to be able to have some grace with yourself. You know, that's, that's kind of the, the bat, the balancing act, you know, of just like trying to figure out, you know, where you need to move. I mean, where you need to make change, but then at the same time also, not, but realizing when you, after you've realized that this is someplace I need to change to then have grace with yourself while you're moving through that time of change, Uh you know, and not saying like, I should have had this figured out years ago. It's like a loser for not figuring this out, you know, and just be, be cool with the fact that it's going to take a minute. Yeah. You know, so well, let's get to this next one. Let's move on. What relationships do you cherish the most? I cherish my relationships with like my immediate family the most. Um, and um, yeah, I don't. It's just because I I know that I can. I feel safe around you guys. You know, mm. I know that I can be myself around you. You're not going to judge me. Mm. Um, and I can say, speak my mind. And um, yeah, and then that I know that you're not going to just jump down my throat for no reason. You yeah. know, so just. That's a really important thing to have in a friendship, I think, in any type of relationship. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so that would be the first thing that I, 
I would say that that's kind of my my immediate family, um, people closest to me. Well, I think I might not get dinner tonight if I don't say Ashley. <laughs> but that is one of that is one of my most cherished relationships. I love her very much. No matter what happens out here, like I know I always have her and that's huge for me, but also my media family. Yeah. I think just you know, feels like we have a we have an understanding. You know, we have things, we have values in common, all of us. And, and when we get together, it's, it's, it's easy going. You know, we, we talk, we make each other feel good. We, we razz each other. We love each other. We watch movies. We, we hang out. Our family's freaking awesome. And, you know, family doesn't have to be blood. If your blood family isn't, you know, that way, then go make your own family. You know, don't be a victim to your circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I don't got no new music this week. It's all right. Last week's music was banging. He's <laughs> better with the ice. Dude, I love that. I like that part. That's great. That's a good one. That usually gets some good rises out of people. Yeah. When they hear that drop, they go, oh, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going into Mosaic. Mosaic. Um, cool. Let's start out with these questions. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to start out with uh, this band that I'm playing in, and I went oh, yeah. and asked, I went and asked them to give me some questions to use for the podcast um, because nobody's commenting. So leave if you have a question, leave a comment oh, below. You just got called out, or <laughs> send us a Facebook message. <laughs> but I'm working with this band called Atomic Age Renegades, and we're going to have them on the podcast at some point. Um, we've got Dane Haas playing drums for us. He played with a band called American Bastard. Have you oh. ever heard of that band? Uh-uh. They're huge in Portland. They've oh, got, really? Yep. They've got a really big social media following. Not like really big, but like they're, they're, they did well in Portland. Lots of people know who yeah. they are. And I think they're an original band. I don't think they're a cover band. But now Dane plays. Dane is an amazing drummer. Yeah. Impeccable drummer. I can't wait for you to meet this guy and spend some time with him. Because, dude, the guy is awesome. And he nice. told me, he told me how to make his backing tracks. Oh. And he told me exactly what he wanted in his ear. He said, I need three seconds of buffer silence. Then I need four metronome hits, then four hits of something else, four hits of something else, and then downbeat when I start. Right? And so okay. that's all on the left channel. Uh-huh. And we, we pan it out on the mixer like we do for the podcast. So the left channel goes to Dane's ear. He gets the metronome and he gets some instru- uh, the the backing track in his ear that the crowd hears. But on the right channel, there's no metronome, and that's what goes out to the front speakers to the stage. Okay, and it's got like some synths and some violins and stuff in it, just to back us up. It's yeah. gonna be really fucking cool when we perform this stuff. But Dane plays for a Megadeth cover band. <laughs> nice. You can imagine how good he is when I, when he's yeah. playing Megadeth songs just all day long. <laughs> that's that's great. We got Ty Byes on rhythm guitar. Or he's probably going to be lead guitar too because I'm doing vocals, so I'm not going to be doing much lead. But he's a really, really good guitar player. The only history I could find on him was that he used to work at Toys R Us. <laughs> I, <laughs> I might have should have had a conversation with him before. But. Uh-huh. That was all I could find. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's played much music before, but he's really, really good. He's really talented. I brought him to practice with Gordo one time, and he just jumped right in. You know, he knew what to play. I gave him a little tab that was, like, written out, and he was just like, cool. Boom, played it. 
you know, that's the mark of a, of a, of a, of a good musician. But then we got Maverick Ray, who's on bass, and he also does like the social media marketing stuff. Thank you so much for doing that stuff, Maverick, because all these projects that I've started with people, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that does that. So it's really nice to have him on that. But he used to, I think his first, I don't know if these are in order, but he's played with a band called Contraband, a band called Left Waiting, a band called Vision, a band called Crashing Broadway, and a band called Jet Force Gemini, which we have talked about on the podcast before. He toured in Nashville, Mississippi, and Portland. I can't remember if he went anywhere else outside of that, but he's got connections and he's going to help make this band something really big. And we're going to draw the attention. You know, we're going to, we're going to take the hit and sell out and play pop covers so that we can get butts and seats. And then we're going to bring other artists on to open up for us and to, you know, that we can, that we can open up for and stuff. Yeah. So you can follow us on Facebook as Atomic Age Renegades, or you can go to facebook.com slash Atomic Age PDX. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We got a mashup with Lose Yourself by Eminem, mashed up <laughs> with Rock Superstar by Cypress Hill. It's like some old school hip hop stuff. Okay. And we're doing rock versions of it. It's just nice. It's going to be so fun. We're going to have the words on the screen behind us. Oh, really? <laughs> so people can like, it's going to be like a karaoke party. Yeah. With, it, with like some 2020 like new age rocker dudes. <laughs> that sounds like a party, bro. Yeah. But we've had, we've had a lot of problems just getting everybody together and getting everybody on the same page. I think once we play our first song, everybody's going to be really engaged and on board and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, the weekend before last weekend, we were supposed to practice, and then um, Dane couldn't come. And then I got invited to go camping the next weekend, and I was like, fuck, like I got to do this. Like I'm not going to be able to do this next weekend. So, But this Sunday, we're meeting up at 11 a.m. at the tire shop, and we're going to play to those nice. backing tracks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's great. So, That's- you know, it's been lots of crazy last minute changes and stuff. Yeah. You asked me earlier if if I had any crazy studio adventures this week. Yeah. And I sure did. I actually just came <laughs> from uh this one session with these two rappers, so, Gary and Brandon Gerald. Anyways. They Go ahead. they uh <laughs> texted me this morning said, hey, can we push it to 2 p.m.? Because we were supposed to meet at noon. And I said, no, I have an appointment at 3 in Vancouver. And then I texted you and said, hey, my rapper just bailed. Can we, you want to meet up now? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, great. So I started getting my stuff together and I get another text from him and goes, I can't meet Monday. Let's do it at noon today. And I'm like, okay, sorry, Devin, got to go do this. <laughs> So then I go out there and then I get there at 11.55 and get everything ready to go. And then he's like, I'm running late. I'll be 20 minutes late. Okay. He shows up at like 35, 12.35, which, you know, is is normal for musicians. And normally I'll I'll, I'll make a little bit of buffer. But this time with this rapper, I was just like, I'm going to be really, I'm going to have a lot of posture with this guy. Yeah. Because I'm tired of canceling appointments. And, you know, there's only so much work I can fill my time with, you know, driving down, driving a half hour to the studio. And um, they showed me this beat that was just banging. It was, it was the <laughs> sickest beat ever. And it's got like harmonica and like some acoustic guitar, like some didgeridoo, like Western influence, like with some chains in the background. And like, it was really cool. It was new and different. It's like something I've never heard before. It's like they took the whole country hip hop wave yeah. that's been going right now and they just blew it to pieces. Like <laughs> I, I heard that beat and I was like, this is the next chart topping song right here. Nice. And I hear this guy rapping on it and singing on it. And I'm like, this is awesome. And the whole time I'm thinking it's the two guys that are sitting right in front of me that's on this track. Yeah. And I go, so you guys made that? And they go, well, no, we bought it from somebody. Yeah. We bought this beat and then we hired a ghostwriter to write lyrics for us. I said, okay. 
You know, I think you guys got the right idea because these guys were talking about social media. The guy had a MacBook when he came in and he just like flipped it open. And he's like started talking business and stuff. And I'm like, I like this guy. Like he's thinking bigger picture. And, but they got in the booth and they just sounded monotone. Oh, and you can no. tell they're reading the lyrics off the page. And I'm like, you know, hip hop is music, right? Like you have to study the culture and you have to figure out what it is about hip hop that's impactful to people. Then you have to figure out how to embody that in your own way on your record. And you have to bring some energy. You can't just read some lyrics that were written on a page for you Ugh. over somebody else's beat. Yeah. Like I, I was cool with it. I was like, okay, you guys want to make money? You know, you're not interested in in creativity. You're not interested in that kind of thing. Then 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 great. You know, let's let's try to make some money in hip hop. But you got to be able to create a product that's at least palatable. Palatable. Yeah. And I tune. I even tuned the guy's vocal in the chorus to give it a melody because hmm. there was no melody before. But, oh no! And I was really open with him. I just told him, "Hey guys, this is really monotone." You know, I finished the song for him. And on top of that, the, the black guy uh, was killing it. Okay. And he was doing great. You know, he was read. I could tell he was reading and I was going to tell him, you know, you should probably bring some more heat on it. But he was doing all right. The only problem was his white friend, the business guy, was going. It was just that. Was a telling business him, guy. He's exactly. <laughs> it was, should stick to the business, you know. Cause he's going, you're doing okay, but just try it again this way. And I'm like, shut up. Like he's doing good. Like just leave him alone. Like just let him do three takes and then we'll comp it together. But yeah. you know, so they don't work well together and they don't, you know, they they don't have a lot of energy. Okay. They don't, they're not bringing hip hop energy, you know, so I'm going to make him a beat. I'm going to throw it to him. We got another appointment with him on Monday uh, and we'll see how it goes. But, you know, I just think they have a lot of things they need to work on, but I'll have to yeah. keep, Charging them for studio time. Mm. Okay. They want to come in. Oh, yeah. shit. What happened? Did it stop? It stopped. We're back online. We're back. So those guys came in. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We're going to see how it goes. Yeah. Moving forward. But Nice. Well, I mean, they got potential, right? Yeah. At least. That's what I told them. You guys got some potential. You know, trying to figure out how to... Give it some more life. Yeah. And uh, you might be able to get something that's palatable. Good. Good. Yeah. I mean, at least their beat's banging. Yeah. <laughs> that beat was sick, dude. Yeah. And they asked me to remake something like it. They're like, can you remake that? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know who did that. That is genius. Why do they want you to remake that one? Because they don't have, they have to buy it. They don't have the license for it. I thought you said they bought it. Well, I don't. Maybe I don't know the whole story, but that's what that's their plan with the beat, be to buy the license. But okay. I, but what they did say they wanted me to do was record the vocal, send the vocal home, build, and then build another beat under it. Oh, okay. You know, and so that way we can just. Huh. Okay. Huh. So. Well, we do have a listener question here. Um, thank you, Liana, for submitting these questions. More Liana questions. Yeah, these are great. So let it rip. First one here, we got two. Is what do you think is the best way to figure out what goals you want to achieve and how to work towards them? Well, for me, it's always been pretty simple. You know, I've always known that I want to do music. And for a while, I, I got involved in some business stuff, you know, that maybe we'll talk about later at, at some point on this podcast. But, you know, the only reason I was doing that was to get money to make music yeah, so okay, that I, yeah. could, I could open a studio and record music for free for artists and then, you know, get it out there for them. Um, and... So I, I ended up just quitting doing that. I figured if, if music is the thing for me, yeah. you know, I'm going to do it justice and I'm going to start from the bottom. I'm going to dig, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to climb my way to the top mm -hmm. and you know, do it right. Yeah. And, um, so to figure out what goals you want to achieve, you know, I had 
this goal to to be 200 pounds of muscle yeah and have like 12% body fat but what i realized is that i was spending tons of money on groceries and supplements and you know if i were to pick a workout pattern that that didn't require such a crazy diet i could eat a little bit less spend a little bit less on that and spend more money on music. So sure, I still work out, but it's just not the priority. Yeah. And I like to start work on my music stuff at home at 10 a.m. at the latest. And so if it's 10 a.m. and I haven't worked out yet, I'm skipping the workout. I'm going to the music. Yeah. That's the priority. Yeah. You know, so you have to figure out what you want to do long term. And if but but you gotta also realize that you've got plenty of time to figure that out. You know, for somebody like Liana who's 20, 20 something, 27, 28. Three year, 24. Oh, a little younger. Maybe. Than I thought. But anyways, you know, yeah, people so. who are in their 20s, you can go do music for five years and then you can go do photography for five years and then you can go do cooking for five years. Then you can go do whatever the fuck for five years and still be 40 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and have 60 years to mess around if you play your cards right. <laughs> right. I mean, they're <laughs> to piggyback on what you're saying there, um, it's funny the the old there's there was this way of thinking of, you know, you need to f- you go through middle school, you go through high school, and by the time when you're done with high school, you needed to know what you're gonna do. Um, and then once you're done with that, you can go to college and you can get your degree and whatever, and then go out and you could pursue that. And that always, and that's always just like, you got to figure it out when you're there, when you're young, you got to figure it out before you're out of high school, because if you don't, you're going to work at McDonald's for the rest of your life, which isn't, is not the case at all, because I'm thinking back to the person I was right out of high school there's absolutely 0% chance that I could get into the field that I wanted to get into. Mm. Zero. I, did, I didn't know who I was. I wasn't confident. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any of the, the skills that I needed, like the, like the emotional and like physical skills that I needed to, um, to pursue the, the, my fitness career. There was yeah. no way I was going to be able to do it, you know? Um, so this, that whole idea of that, it needs to be, you need to figure it out now and you need to figure it out quick is not, is not always true. You know, I think that answers the second question, which says, what is a good way to find your purpose and passion in life? Oh, I think, you know, lots of people say, you know, put a lot of pressure on themselves to figure it out early. Yeah. You know, I think just taking your time realizing how young you are and tasting a few different things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing with that one is, was the question, it was, was a good way to figure out your purpose in life? Is, yeah, just have some patience with yourself, right? Have some grace with yourself. Don't feel like you got to figure it all out at once. But also, don't be afraid to try things, you know? You got to, you got to be... You got to stop thinking about what everybody else wants you to do. And you got to really take the time to try a few different things that you think you might want to pursue, you know, um, and then, you know, try them, you know. Yeah. And, and, don't, and don't confuse being good at something with being, that being your purpose in life. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, because like I was really good at lighting. You know, my boss was extremely sad to see me go. Yeah. I was making the company a lot of money, but I was miserable. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Same here. I was good at that shit. Yeah. You know, and yeah, but so don't don't confuse that. But um, so, yeah, just but you also got to spend some time getting to know who you are getting and just be brutally honest with yourself you know because i feel like so many people are like this is something that i enjoy doing and i'm gonna go try to make a career in that but they're just not cut out for it yeah it's, yeah you know and you have to be really honest with yourself with that um yeah so there's just this 
that's that's a tough question because <laughs> there's so many different things. But I, you just got to be you know be honest with yourself. Don't rush into it, and spend some time. Fig like like focused and meditating on it. Yeah. Don't think that you can just go through your entire life just sleeping, playing video games, going to work, and just poof, it's gonna this epiphany is gonna happen. And yeah. You're just magically gonna go, oh, that's what I need to do. You know, you got you gotta spend some time being like, okay, let's figure this out. Yeah. I'm gonna get get away from distractions, not be, you know, not be distracted. I'm repeating. Put myself. some systems in place. Put some systems in place, you know. That you can work yeah. long term. You can be disciplined about. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that's worth doing takes repetition and discipline. Right. Lots of technical difficulties this episode. I'm hoping this comes out okay. Love this song though. That's a good one. Oh yeah. That's good. That's good. That shit bangs. Nice drums. Whoa. There it is. <laughs> Dang, I was one off. You're getting it. I almost got the drums. <laughs> right. Talking about fitness. Let's get buff. Get jacked. Dude, you're it's... buff and jacked. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe this camera angle is going to complement our figures a little better. I think so. That's why I set it up that way. Yeah. Got the GoPro going. Got the GoPro. The Go is pro. <laughs> We're going pro. <laughs> yeah, boy, it's cheesy. But you know. So, have you been working out this week? I have. What have you been working on? Um, one thing that I've always struggled with is when I'm doing my bench press, uh, my shoulders and my triceps take over. Yeah. And I have a really hard time like connecting to my my chest. Yeah. You know, and actually getting the pecs to move. Uh move that weight and get a good pump. I never get a really good pump. I can get a good lat pump in my back. Um that always feels great. I can get no problem getting like quads and hamstrings and all that stuff, but um my chest, I was always like I, I can't figure this out, you know. So um I started you got to, one thing that you got to understand when you like, if you can't quite connect to a movement is, is really kind of do a little bit of research and understand exactly what that muscle is doing. Right. So the pecs, they do, they, they push, right. Mm. They push things away from the body. Right. But as you can, as as you're just doing a pushing movement, you can kind of feel it more in your triceps and you can feel it more in your shoulders. Right. So if, and if you go into do the research, you'll find out that the pecs now bring the arms across mm. the body, right? Sure. So you can do a couple of different things. When you get down doing your barbell bench press, you can push your hands in to the center, right, and do some pressing. So now you kind of get this, in, this inward kind of adducting movement as you press, right, and it activates your chest a lot more and that's going to hit like the inside towards your towards the middle of your chest right yeah um i mean it's more like when you you when you do a decline you hit lower Mm -hmm. right but it hits all the way across the chest you do flat bench hits more of the middle and um you do incline it does a little bit more shoulders and kind of more upper chest a little bit um it, but it's not like 
oh, that's the secret, right? Just do incline or decline, whatever. Mm. But that's that's kind of the idea, right? You you can hit more of the chest, um, but you definitely hit all the way from the outside to to the inside as um, well, like that way. So, um, plus another thing, I showed you this one last week. You take a band and you just like you put it around your wrist and you attach it to something outside. Yep. And it's pulling your hand out this way. Yeah, to the side. And then, so now all of a sudden you have to kind of get that yep. inward press because it's really hard to do that with a dumbbell because there's no, there's nothing in between it. So you're just kind of pressing across the body. Yeah. But if you get that wrist, that band, whoa, that just blows your chest up. Like yeah. I had a huge pump uh, in my chest for the first time ever. I was like, dang, yeah, that is really cool. I felt good under that too. Yeah. Right in so, you. Yeah, it was right there. And, I did um, some stretching when I got home that day, but yeah. I was still sore the next day. Yeah. Because it's just a muscle that I'm not used to doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you bench press 225, you do something different like that, and yeah. it's going to activate some fibers that haven't really yeah. been working too hard. And we only did 35 pounds for 10. Yeah. You know, just. Lightweight, just add a different, you know, um, just a different stimulus into it, a different kind of, um, just a different direction that is pulling away. Because I was doing that with overhead press too, where I took the barbell and I get into the like the front rack position, mm. and then, um, but then I took the band and I attached it to something in front of me, mm. right, and kind of stepped away so now the band is pulling the barbell away from me yeah so now you have to do an overhead press oh my god <sighs> that would be so killer oh so difficult is that work your back yeah more you're like pulling the bar towards you yeah more posterior deltoid so shoulders especially when you get overhead and yeah it's all just it's just i uh, empty bar, so 45 pounds, doing overhead press, and just like getting eight to the eight reps, and I'm already like, ah! <laughs> just yelling. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's it, it'll blow you up, you know. So well, it's a good thing you got a garage to work out in, man. Yeah, seriously, I'm I'm really thankful for that. Having the equipment, being able to. You drop your weights on the floor. No, not really, because we've got adjoined housing here yeah um, but it's concrete yeah and that that too um i don't i you want like those lifting platforms you know you see those guys dropping the doing the snatch and then dropping it from above their yeah. head they have that the the wood platform so it kind of like gets a little bit of give to it a little bit of spring yeah. so um i don't know if i want to because i did that once with some like 10 pounders with some kids that i was teaching nice. they were the I was like, just drop the weight. And they're like, okay. So they dropped it from over the head and they were having fun with that. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, poof, I just busted out one of the, my, my 10 pounders. Oh, you broke it? <laughs> it broke, it? yeah. So I was like, oh, shoot. Um, maybe we don't drop it. <laughs> but they're bumper plates too. I should I should mention that. But, bumper plates. Um, so they got, they got rubber on them? Yeah, yeah. So I like it because even the 10 pounds are like the full, like the same circumference of as a oh, 45. 45 so it keeps it up off the ground i don't know if you ever tried to do a deadlift oh yeah with, with like some, the little tiny wheels on it yeah <laughs> yeah I, I usually don't ever deadlift less than 135 yeah yeah for that reason yeah exactly so when i was getting these kids that are like 13 years old i'm trying to teach them how to deadlift um i'm not gonna i'm obviously not gonna load the bar up yeah with 135 pounds because they probably can't even <laughs> get that off the ground even a little bit so mom Devin made us do some really hard lifting today <laughs> i don't know if <laughs> yeah it's true so um yeah just plus i've only got i can't i guess the only lift that that would really uh attribute to would be the the deadlift but I can only go up to 210 pounds. Yeah. At so, home at least. Yeah. At home. So uh, you got to find different ways to make it different, you know, add bar, add bands, band distraction. Um, yeah. It's yeah. A, what, if you're bench pressing like 400 pounds, it might be better to find something you can do to, that's like, rather than just adding more weight, 
you know, yeah. find something you can do to switch it up. Weren't you just talking yeah. on one episode about chains? Yeah. Hanging from the chains. bar? Yeah. So you can do the same thing with bands. But um, so you can, if you we'll do a deadlift, for example, so the bar is on the ground really low. You can take some chains and you can drape them over the bars. There's a specific way on how to, you know, um, add add the chains to the, to the barbell. Well, I won't go into that because uh, I'd probably say it wrong. Anyways, um, I don't do chains, if that's uh, not obvious already. <laughs> um, so, but anyways, so when you do a deadlift, usually the hardest part of the lift is at the bottom. Yeah. You know, and as to you- get it off the ground. To get it off the ground and you stand up with the bar and it's harder at the bottom of the lift, right? Uh-huh. But if you add bands or chains, um, the chains are all wadded up and you know, bound up on the bottom in a big heap underneath the bar, yeah. right? So then when you start the lift, it's lighter at the bottom. Mm. But as you move the bar up, more chain. more chain comes up with it. And we're not talking about just like little chains. No. No, they're like big chains, big links. Yeah. And yeah. they're they're heavy. Probably each link is maybe five pounds, you know, so every link that comes up off the ground um, adds that much more to it. So as you get to the top, it gets harder. So it just changes the force curve of of the lift. Yeah. Right? So, um, so it gets harder as you the further you go up. Yeah, because you notice that this and this is why you would use this. Uh, if you if you've ever looked at like some powerlifting competitions and you see the people, they just Boom, they just pop up with the lift. But once it gets past their knees, all of a sudden they start to struggle. They slow way down. Mm. They just struggle to get up to the top and they're, you know, just like bobbing back and forth trying to get it up. So if you took chains and you put it on that guy's lift, yeah. now all of a sudden he's he's getting stronger at the top of the lift, right? So then we get him past their sticking point. Yeah. So if your sticking point is at the bottom of the lift, then he probably shouldn't want want to use chains then you want to use bands right uh bands are just another way of doing the exact thing is same thing as chains they they would get harder towards the top yeah yeah so how would you how would you make it harder towards the bottom to strengthen that part of your range of motion so you could take plates and stand up on them they're called deficit deadlifts so now your feet are higher up off the ground and your range of motion is farther as you go down Mm. right so you have to get you get stronger up at the up at the top. I mean at the bottom of the, of your lift, right? So it's a little harder at the bottom. Yeah. A little fuller range of motion. So you lower the weight before you do that. You know, if you find that your sticking point's at the bottom, put your feet up on, on some plates, drop the weight down significantly, practice the bottom of your movement, then take the plates away, go back to regular, load it back, work up to another heavy set, put them back on and you yeah, but you'd be surprised at how much more you can lift. There you go. So that's a little breaking bit. walls. Yeah, yeah. But um, also another thing that you could you might want to look at is um, how strong is your back. Mm. If you have a weak back, um, then you, that's that could be your limiting factor too. So you could do all this. You could add chains. You could do deficit deads. You could do all these different. You know types of lifting but if your back is weak you're gonna have a hard time with it no matter what well Devin, well austin so what if i don't know what i need to work on what if you, how do you determine what you need to work on in yourself as a person yourself as a person okay it says personality and physical yeah so you can make it go both ways related. with this one yeah so um, I think I kind of alluded to this earlier. So if you're, if you're thinking, so if we're going outside of fitness, right. Um, do that whole thing of like, we, we live in a world of distraction. Everything is totally just exciting. We got a, a computer in our pocket 24 seven for we're, we're, we're bored. You know, most people, they don't eat their dinner at the table anymore. It's yeah, on the, it's on the couch now watching TV. Yeah, and then we go, and every single like 
I'm going to speak for myself here. I know that every single, like if I have any sort of spare move, spare time, I just go straight to something that to distract me, to take me out of the moment. Right. So, um, if that, if you find that that's kind of your tendency, um, the times that you really can't, you're, cause you're, you, your subconscious really knows deep down at a deep level. I believe that, you know, what you need to work on. Mm. You have an idea in the back of your head and, um, of what you need to work on. So, but since we're distracted and we're constantly, you know, going from one thing to the next to the next, super busy, and we don't take any time to just be and just relax yeah, and just be in the moment, that, that, that voice, our subconscious slowly gets quieter and quieter and mm. then pretty soon it's gone. And uh, now we're like, what do we got to do? You know? It's so true. But if you just sit there and you, and you, you make this, a practice. It's not going to just be like all of a sudden you put your phone away and you sit there for five minutes. Poof, you know everything. Back. Yeah, you know everything you need to work on. <laughs> no, it you it, it takes time. It takes a little bit of effort. It takes some practice, and um, yeah, just two, three, four plus times a week, sit down, don't have any distractions, and just be mm. and listen. Listen to what's going on in your head. And, um, then take notes on what's going on and get, and if you're really ambitious, um, and you're taking my advice from earlier in the thing and in the podcast and don't try to fix it all yourself. Yeah. Um, go to a therapist. Yeah. Talk to them about some of the things that you hear going on. Some of the feelings that kind of come up, you know, cause that is really key is finding somebody who knows these things, you know, and then you can, they can help you unpack and kind of figure out what these, what these things are because our body is also very good at tricking us into not letting us know what's going on. So yeah. that would be, um, the number, the number one thing to do is just don't be constantly distracted. Try to figure out times to just be, um, so if we're talking about physical, um, again, you probably know what you need to work on. Like if you look in the mirror and you see that there's excess body weight, um, or you find that you have no energy or there's just something that's not quite what you quite where, you know, it should be, you know, um, start to do some research, ask people, again, reach out to people, talk about some of these things about how you can start to, you know, because a lot of times, oh, we have allergies. Oh, we have no energy. Oh, we have excess body fat. And it's because there's something in our diet. There's something in our life. There's some sort of, you know, lifestyle decision that we're, we're choosing to make that's di like directly, um, contributing to that, that, um, that issue. Right. Mm. And, um, just kind of, you know, doing some research and figuring out why, um, and just be it, pay attention to what's going on. Like, you know, uh, if you eat something and all of a sudden, poof, you feel like crap. Okay. Maybe don't eat that thing. Yeah. Don't eat that thing again. You know, but if you're just mindlessly eating all the time, you're not paying attention to what's <laughs> happening. Um, then you're never going to know what the, what causes it. You just think, Oh, I have messed up guts. Yeah. You know, I must have irritable bowel syndrome or something, which is basically just the doctor's, uh, diagnosis of saying, we have no idea what's going on inside of your intestines. You know, that's basically all they're saying. It's just this big, here's some medication that might help. Yeah. It might help. Good, Good luck. luck. <laughs> exactly. So, I guess it both sides mentally, physically, spiritually, anything. The the biggest thing is just be present. Try to figure out like don't be distracted constantly. Find time to um sit there and breathe. Yeah, and just be. Yep. So that I think that would be the biggest thing is just That's what meditation is. Yeah. It's just bringing your focus out of your mind into your body, turning your attention to your breath, yep. 
for just a few moments. Try it for three seconds. You know, if I, I, every time I mention meditation to people, they're just like, like, oh, like, I don't want to meditate. Like, yeah. I can't do that, man. Like, well, they have some connotations, some sort of other thing attached to it, I think. Yeah. You I know. think most people get this idea. Yeah. Some, you have to go up on a mountain somewhere yeah. and just like s- devote your entire life to it. No. By all means, if you feel like meditating on a mountain, I think you should. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of benefits of waking up in the morning in the, the still of the morning and going someplace where it's quiet. The day hasn't quite started yet. Your mind hasn't gone into a million different places yet. And just finding a place that just retreat, find a place that's quiet and serene and beautiful, you know, and just being there in that moment. There is a lot of benefit to that for sure. Sure is. Thanks for watching, everybody. So here's what you got to do. Hit him, Devin. All right, so you got to go find us on social media, all right? Um, send us your questions at PodHeavenAustinDevin on Instagram and Facebook. You can also tweet us at PodHeavenAD or watch us on, on YouTube. If that's what you're doing, drop us a like, subscribe for more, um, and guys thank you so much for tuning into this being just being you know loyal to what, what's going on we really appreciate it we so got thank some you. we got some viewers and some listeners bro. yeah we do we do thank you so much this shout out to you guys this you doesn't guys happen rock. without you so yeah give us those questions guys keep them coming it's great here's to many more episodes yeah cheers <laughs>